0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So there are only two days out of the entire year where the church's rubrics give an instruction to the priests about what kind of homily should be given? Palm Sunday and Good Friday, and the instruction is that the homily should be brief. So I'm going to be an obedient son and preach a brief homily this morning. I want to reflect on a single word that we heard today from Paul's letter to the Philippians. The word, we hear it rendered in English as emptied himself. The word in Greek is kenosis, kenosis. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. When did he empty himself? Certainly in the events that we just heard proclaimed in the Passion, his suffering, his agony, all of that the cross, absolutely. But the kenosis started long before Gethsemane. It started in the high dive of the incarnation, the Annunciation, when, like, the God whom time and space could not contain was made incarnate in the Virgin's womb. When the God who's the great strength of the ages, the great I am, the one who hung every star in the sky, emptied himself of every divine prerogative when the word became a whispered secret in the virgin's womb and then was born in Bethlehem, helpless and unwanted and unnoticed by the world, relegated to his subhuman, subterranean cave, laid in a trough where feeding just moments ago were beasts of burden, where animals just had their noses. Right, The infant king who was, from the very first moment of his life, hunted by a Herod who wanted him dead, and Providence would have another Herod presiding over his death in the end. Again, the great strength of the ages, the great I am, was held by Mary, powerless, helpless, swaddled, wrapped in cloth, just as... He would be again in the end powerless, helpless, swaddled in linen burial bands and again held by his mother. He emptied himself by becoming so small in his humility, right? A mere, like, Eucharistic crumb on the altar of the world. And all of this, all of this out of love. A love that we can't fathom. We can use the word, but we can't understand it. You don't understand it. I don't understand it. Why God thinks we're worth this. But he did this. He did this to go to war for you and me on our behalf to rescue us from the tyrant, an enemy far worse than Pharaoh, an enemy far worse than Caesar or Pilate or any of the despots of history, an enemy who held our race bound since the very beginning, right? From that very first and fateful day in the garden all those years ago, the beginning of our human story. This is the madness. This is the sheer madness of God's love, a terrifying love, a passionate love that God looked upon us sinners, exiles from Eden, rebels with, who haven't yet laid down our arms, rebels, runaways, with our hearts addicted and adrift in this world restless and homesick he comes to rescue us to take us home like God in that first moment of our fall God said I'm gonna go get them there was a a a conversation a colloquy within the trinity itself and God said who will go get them and it was God the son who said I will go send me I will go. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do anything, to suffer anything, to go anywhere in order to win their hearts back. It's like God is saying, like, I, I, God, the God who hung every star in in the sky, am willing to become a newborn baby lying beneath the starry curtain of creation for you. Like, if that's what it takes. Like, I who have never known weariness or exhaustion or hunger, or thirst, or cold, or pain. Like, I'm willing to become utterly vulnerable to suffer every human weakness, even death, even the most excruciating forms of death, even the most shameful forms of death. If that's what it takes, like, I'm willing to be misunderstood by my own people whom I love, my priests whom I called, my friends who I've been traveling with informing To be abandoned by them if that's what it takes. I I will give you my hands, the hands that split the Red Sea in two. I'll give you my feet that walked in Eden. I'll give you my hands and feet to pierce with spikes if that's what it takes. I'll give you my head that was adored by angels to puncture with thorns. I'll give you my side to open it with a spear. My face my face that was unseen by every prophet, my face that causes angels to bow down and hide their faces. I'll give you my face to spit upon and my beard to pluck and my back to scourge and my lifeless body to bury. Like, if that's what it takes for you and I to be in communion, like, if it, if you have to first open my heart with a spear before you're willing to open your heart to me and trust if that's what it takes i will do it there is nothing that jesus is unwilling to do no place that he's unwilling to go he sinks the lowest he goes the farthest because he's the bridegroom messiah and who is so madly and passionately in love with us. He's the warrior poet who mounted the chariot of our human nature and rides into the fortress of hell to rescue and liberate us. Like, friends, regardless of how successful or unsuccessful your Lent has been up to this point, It doesn't matter at this point. All that we're being asked to do, all that we're being asked to do is to be with him. This week, this week that changed the universe, this this week that changed everything, this week that is not like the other weeks, this is the week of the bridegroom, this is the holiest of all weeks, The Palm Sunday crowds who gathered that first Palm Sunday and cried out with glad hosannas, hailing him as king, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know who was coming into their city. They thought he was an imperial revolutionary coming to take the throne. That's not who he was. We know who he is. At least we're supposed to. This is the week where it's the beginning of the end. And he's emptying himself. The gift is being poured out. He is being emptied out. And where, where, if not in us, is the gift being received? Where is his kenosis going? He's being emptied onto the lifeless ground, onto the lifeless earth, onto our lifeless hearts, our closed hearts. Or deep into us, will he find in us, will he find in our hearts the place where his gift can be received?